0: Blob Talk Radio. Hello there. Welcome to Healing from Harmony Hall. This is Frances Nixon speaking. I feel today I should probably call the show the Susie Allen Road Trip for Animal Welfare, because I'm very delighted to be interviewing Susie Allen today. She's a very good friend, and we're going to be talking about life, which has in a sense been one long road trip for animal welfare with one mission after another starting with energy work but then blossoming into a very tangible road trip to all 32 counties of Ireland with our two horses raising money for animal welfare via pub quizzes which is hilarious due to our general knowledge situation but also through Clearing Karma which is a bit more of a speciality of ours. I'm hoping that she will share a bit Uh, uh, about her life probably starting with death and going right through all the way to birth because although that might sound the wrong way around she would probably say that things are slightly back to front quite often in life so while we're getting set up in our extremely high tech studio I will play some music and because it's her favourite and mine it's going to have to be J.P. Ryan Mm.
1: My back to our favorite song Turn the light out Leave the radio on Dawn is breaking on this sleepy town Another hour before this plane gets down Oh, oh, gonna spread my wings Find me an island with a free birthday my boat, climbing river where my dreams can flow, oh, oh, gonna hoist my sail into the sunrise from a cloudy day, into the sunrise from a cloudy day. Umber, like the autumn hue say much deeper than the ocean blue don't be crying it's the way that I am no denying I'm a restless man oh gonna spread my wings find me an island for the free birds Cloudy day Into the sunrise From a cloudy day Into the sunrise From a cloudy day Back my back To our favorite song
0: so when you say you're going to be in a shroud, oh, just yeah, before right. you die or just when you oh, die? I know uh, when I'm...
2: Well, I could lie on it and just as I leave my last i laugh, right? Readiness. <laughs>
0: right, she's gone now. <laughs> that's <far> her. <laughs> and would it be like the chill in the shroud, do you think? No, uh, no, no. That, that's been too... That, that's yes. too holy. Yeah. Two were down the
2: years. It'll be like one of those Indian power weddings. <laughs> funerals.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think wedding funerals are much, for much, much sometimes. I mean, you've had, well, your fair share of but Yes, <laughs> I have. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, no funerals yet. No, I don't think I've been to any of my own yet. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, why, why do you like getting married so much? <laughs> I don't, I don't really know. Yeah,
2: is it the white or? No, no, it's nothing to do with the white. I think it's a ne- another form of escapism. Is it? Mm. I think it's another form of escapism from, well, I mean, I'm sick of saying childhood because I had a brilliant childhood, but I it's just me, I'm always on the run. And I always think grass is greener on the other side and I know the first marriage was well, actually, there were two men that I absolutely adored and I couldn't make up my mind, which just, just to me is not the right way about marriage at all. <laughs>
0: but um, What were the qualities of one versus the qualities of the other?
2: Well, the qualities of the first one, of, of the one, was I was young, 23-ish, and I would be living in England on a farm, all the beautiful, blissful things that I've always wanted.
0: Animals and...
2: Animals and everything else possibly the downside of that was I was also marrying the mother-in-law and probably all the... She was going to be living in or had a huge opinion
0: on her... Oh, she Thumb's had choice.
2: a huge opinion on her son's choice. It as, 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 used to go as far as ringing me up and saying that I'd hung the washing out wrong. I've always seen you as a, as a domestic
0: goddess, like a mentor on that. Well, one, I so. just drifted, really. Did you? Yeah, I did,
2: as I was told, as I've always bloody well done. And anyway, and then the, the the last straw, I think, well, one of the last straws that broke everything and the camel's back included, was that she she sent uh, over to the house. She lived in the main house. We lived on the farmhouse. She sent a packet of men's uh huge Y fronts because she thought that the underpinnings of my husband were not suitable for his entire. So I think that word's atari I Anyway <laughs> So um <laughs> so I wrapped him and now he's Bloomynostic bloomer type thing yes. for him um, because she didn't like the things that I bought him. So that was one of the things that went wrong. I think she was permanently. And did
0: you th- have to hand them over and suggest oh, you wear them? Yes, and he wore them. Did he? Yes, yeah, Mummy's boy. Oh no! But why did you choose him? Because I I seem to remember there was a totally dashing, mm. lovely man in the background who was absolutely determined to love you forever. And he would have done, and I should have gone.
2: And I, again, um, the paths we take, there are so many branches of it. I seem to explore every branch where I really should stay on the main road. <laughs> <laughs> but um, what happened to the other one? Well, the other one was just sheer wonderfulness. I mean, he, he was everything I, I could possibly end my life with, you know, spend the whole of my life and and go on to the, the last candle snuffed out.
0: Possibly eternity too. Yeah,
2: Absolutely. Um, But you see, again, all the wrong reasons. It meant that I would have to go and live in Papua New Guinea, which meant I know that they still ate people out there.
0: But, but not every day.
2: No, not every day. And, no, they they had a few days off before they went alpha net. A few more, but there was a, a, a quite a large amount of cannibalism that went on there. It meant that I would be flying over there, which is completely, as you all know, the other side of the world and some more. I wanted to see my parents.
0: At, was that that
2: age. At that age, you feel a bit cut off. I would never have seen my grandmother again, and I was extremely fond of her. And then, of course, another thing which you're all going to find extraordinary is I love my dog. My dog could have come, I suppose, but I, I just felt, oh, and my pictures were very important to me. I had a huge selection of wonderful art that my grandmother had given me and stuff like that. And he just couldn't hang it in Papua New Guinea. He'd get eaten by termites or something. Yes. And um, trying to save up the money to get back to England every so often would have been very difficult. Yes. And I absolutely loved this man. But obviously my possessions were more important. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I, I think there's a, definitely <laughs> a philosophy in there that we're going to try not to perpetuate. <laughs> but, so what... What was he doing that couldn't be done in the English countryside, putting his feet up with a pipe and slippers, And was he not that sort of a man?
2: Oh, He was very much that sort of a man, putting his feet up anywhere, really, but I'm not sure about the pipe and slippers. But he was Australian, so Australia was his um, life, and his particular job at the time was taking him back to Papua New Guinea. I think it was something to do with the Australian Army. I'm not absolutely sure. It was a long time ago, and my, um, my thought levels are slightly clouded on that one. It's yeah. kind of gone to the back of my head. Yes. It raises its head up every so often, but, um, and, and you think, oh, I wish, I wish. But
0: then, of course, I wouldn't
2: have had my lovely children.
0: And they are um, a total uh, joy in this last few years has been big on the children front as well, because a baby you had to give away early on has come back into your life 40 years later. And how did that come about? How she
2: found me, or how I had her. (laughs) (laughs) No, how she found me. Uh, Extraordinary, yes. I was uh, 18 or 19. Again, it's dark. I can't really remember, but uh, I had a child. We won't go into that, because it's really significant is, i've now found her i thought about her every single year her birthday's on the 29th of march she's 43 i every year i used to i used to think about her a lot all the time and i used to then put it the back of my, my mind and i did actually try and contact or find the the gynecologist that um dealt with it but of course in those days and i think now i may be wrong that you are not allowed to find your your offspring. You have to wait for them to try and track you down. So the
0: adopted child can look, but the if parent can can't, look, can't. But the parent can't.
2: Yes. I don't know if that law has changed. Yes. So I, I kind of gave up the ghost there, and I thought, well, we'll just plod on. I'm sure she's fine. I'm hoping she's fine. I haven't had any untoward, desperate thoughts anywhere, so I, I assume that she's having a great life. And then... Two years ago, I was on the internet. Actually, no, the internet was there and I was sort of glancing at it. And I was also on the telephone to a, 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 some man about some business who went on and on and on and on. And I couldn't draw breath. He couldn't draw breath. <laughs> I couldn't draw anything. And uh, I suddenly saw this thing. I had an email and I looked at it and I opened it. And it was all about this man writing to me saying, I think I'm married to your daughter. And mm. as you said, I think I'm married to your daughter, I, I don't really know what my reco- recollection was. It was just kind of a frozen stupidity, I think, on my face, if anybody'd seen it. And this man who was waffling on the telephone, I just said, going now, bye, I put the phone down, and read, reread, and read again this long email of descriptions and realized that it was her. Now, she obviously put private detectives on to various agencies and stuff. And they came up with nothing. Because you'd moved around. A lot, I'd moved around. Or? I live in a suitcase mostly, or out of one. And
0: <laughs> well, I live in a in a shoe at the bottom of the stream. But you know, some people have it harder than others. <laughs> it's like Monty Python aspect. But <laughs> turning
2: out speeches like not the
0: nine o'clock news. <laughs> But in a way, it was it was amazing because you'd, you'd not, in a way, not been able to think about it or talk about it. And I think for many families, it, it would have been devastating for an unspoken about bit of past, you know, another family member to arrive out of nowhere. Whereas actually, you, she, she found you almost in a way energetically when you were ready, because you totally. It's uh, true,
2: really, when you think about it. Um, you just
0: started speaking about mm, her. Mm, and allowing that there was another mm. daughter.
2: It's out extraordinary, there. really. I mean, it's a horrible thing to have happened, but it was a brilliant thing that happened, too, because even if I'd kept her, it, it would have been totally, I'd say totally impossible, because my parents were absolutely brilliant about the whole thing, but they were no way prepared to... Uh, to take on a, a child as well as their own other child, which was me, it would. Have, my mother would have had... Kitten, which
0: would have been a whole other lot of things to well, do. Well, I with? would have been another lot finding homes for, wouldn't I? <laughs> oh, <dear. laughs> what is the end of
2: it. She was born in this practice mark place in London. Obviously, private adoption. And I have since found out that she's had the most. She is having the most fantastic time. She's got three children of her own, so I'm a granny five times over now, which makes me feel really like a great granny. But
0: we were. You are a great granny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hang on. What What is your name on the marathon? On the horse marathon? Galloping Granny! The galloping Granny. Yeah. Yes! <laughs> was galloping dream come true. God, that's another. What horse marathon was that? Uh, uh, you were off on Rosie.
2: Uh, oh, we did a marathon. That's right. We, men versus horse. Was it? Yes. Men versus That's another How story. far was that? Oh, gosh. It seemed like forever. Flat to the board. So I think it was about 20... I think it was marathon. 25 miles. Wow. And it was running against a man, which I know you're probably all find it hysterical that the horse will always win. But actually, the horse doesn't always win because it's done on time merits and something else. Obstacles? Well,
0: it could Men be. have their own inner obstacles, yes. whereas horses might have their outer obstacles. Well, they had the men as obstacles for a start. Yes, cause you
2: couldn't
0: trample anyone. <laughs> <laughs> Very much sound uh, we were
2: actually winning and I was with another girl who who's just go, she's quite dangerous on a horse. that She just goes flat to the boards. My last obstacle, which I could have gone round, but I couldn't because I couldn't stop, was a stream, which actually you could have just waded through and every horse jumped it except for mine. My horse didn't jump it, but I jumped it. Oh, no. Yeah, I jumped the stream and I went up in the air and did a somersault and landed on the back of our
0: horse. Oh, that's, that's, that's yeah. very agreeable. So that very was obliging. a way
2: to travel for a while, yes. <laughs> and the horse stood there and watched me as I was just landing on this horse. <laughs> She eventually waded across, having refused to go in water for God knows how long. But that's
0: that occasion was the main one. Well, I think that's fair enough. Day. It was a hard-won hard, one, hard one occasion. Mm. Or hard-lost occasion, unfortunately. <laughs> okay. well, I don't know. In-flight occasion, I
2: can
0: tell you that much. <laughs> and so, just going back to the the findings of of your third daughter. Mm -hmm. I remember that something extraordinary like that they'd all gone to the same school but you hadn't known it. Yes, that's extraordinary yes
2: because she's a little bit older than my, well of course she is, but she's only a little bit older than my other two children, not a lot, and she went to the same school as my youngest in Malvern in Worcestershire she also uh, ran away with the, uh, a young boy from the boys' school, the Morven Boys' School, and got married, much to her adopted father's chagrin, who came and um, and she ran away and lived in London, and I think they worked in a restaurant or something, and her father went and collected her and dragged her home and said, we're going to have this marriage annulled, which apparently he did. Oh, she no. managed to have it done. She didn't want it. She was fed up with it. It was just, oh, let's get married. Ran off into the wide open, with her eyes wide open, and uh, nothing in the purse, the usual. But anyway, the marriage was annulled, and she was brought home, and she carried on her life, and I think she went off and worked in London, uh, things like that, and uh, so she and I are actually quite alike in that way. Yeah, absolutely. But now she's married to the most brilliant man. He is such fun, so easygoing, and... Keeps very, her, decent. very nice yeah. very decent and keeps her accustomed to the way that she has been accustomed to living and he's got they've got three lovely kids well, that's and it's brilliant. ended up brilliantly really and we're in touch all the time and we're all meeting up in Devon next month
0: that is fantastic and I mean in a way it relates very specifically to the very first time that I met you because when you came up to an event at Harmony Hall which was a a psychic circle, I think I think my friend was calling it. We'll have a psychic circle. She just back from an amazing psychic training course where you tune in and you hear this and you hear that and you see great things. And, and uh, we were sat next to each other and we hadn't met before. Uh, but it was great fun because uh, what I tuned into for you, I, I, I haven't in the past got many visuals, but uh, was an extraordinary fern arrangement and little gecko and a little wild cats, And it turned out that, that was the exact emblem that you had on when you were in the jungle. So what was that? Well, again, running away, I suppose. Where was I? I was in Ireland. No, you definitely went in Ireland, because there aren't wild cats in Ireland. No, no, I
2: was running away from Ireland. Uh, and I I thought, well, you know, I haven't really given anything, to, anything back to... Mother Earth, if you like, or anything to help people or animals. And I, I quite like looking after animals and things. I find they don't argue. And um, You're
0: brilliant looking after animals.
2: And uh, so I just answered a, a thing in the... I think it was online, I can't remember. I doing a voluntary thing in Guatemala, which, enabled, which entailed flying out to Guatemala, and that was just a nightmare, getting to Guatemala from Dublin. But uh, anyway, I eventually got there. I went into the jungle and my accommodation was a hut on stilts with a bed, which is just normally bunk bed, which had supposed to have somebody on top. But I think I had the room to myself. There were about eight bunks in there and one room, which was the bathroom, which had a, like a cowboy saloon door on it. And it was any old sex. So it didn't really matter. You didn't really care anymore at this stage. Really, so I went past caring. Uh, I past quick. caring. I think the first night I was so tired because it took so long to get there, and I was—it was a real culture shock. Yes, I was shoved right into sheer and utter
0: poverty of a big scale. Uh, what is happening over there? Why? Why does everyone need to be rescued? Animal? There
2: There is a huge cry for animals, skins, pet animals like. Jagu- exotic pets. Jaguars, which are very In
0: becoming range. quite rare,
2: rare. Monkeys, the spider monkey, the howler monkey, beautiful, beautiful um, parrot-type birds. All the different sort of um, relations of parrots and other things are not Cocker very cockas, cockers everything. Yes, yeah. twos and threes and all sorts with the beautiful plumage, the the long coloured plumage, and they're being trapped by the indigenous people of Guatemala, the sort of uh, leftover Indians, if you like, the sort of Mayans, a lot of Mayans. Oh, wow. Well, they're not Mayans, obviously, because they're supposed to have walked off into the future and have been seen again. But I think Absolutely. they left a few um, little calling cards before they left.
0: And when you say calling cards, uh, well, as in... Well, I
2: mean, there, there are... The calendar. ...still... Uh, no, not those calling cards. When they left, they, they obviously... Um, Crossbred because there's still very much a. a,
0: a <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking <laughs> symbolic. No, no, I my, yeah, I
2: leave my calling card, please? I, I'm am I and I'm going now. <laughs> 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 oh gosh, no.
0: So so there's a few traits there.
2: Yes, actually, it's quite a violent country too. Because I I, I oh, okay, because I was in the jungle. I mean, I was surrounded by. Very dangerous animals, but, I mean, they're going to get out of your way. Whereas in the, the towns and things, you have to be actually very careful. There's a lot of gunpoint going on and murders, and you, you just step over them or walk past them and don't ask any questions. Yes, that's not to um, see it not Yes. I, now, I do apologise to any Guatemalans around, if you're listening, because it certainly isn't countrywide, but there are places in there that, I mean, that are... You just don't go to. Yeah. Anyway, I was on a little place in... uh It was a sort of an island, really, called Flores. Beautiful name. Flowers. Uh, there I was <laughs> for a month or so. I can't really remember. And my daily routine was sort of feeding monkeys, feeding jaguars, feeding... Oh, quite a uh What are they? They're South African... South American-like a fox to look at but they hang by their tail now they're not the hanging foxes of Babylon
0: (laughs) (laughs) I was I think I was just about to say are they the hanging (laughs) foxes of of Babylon no I
2: may have got their description wrong I know they have a fierce bite you do not want to get bitten by one of those because they will actually bite your hand off but they're all these animals that I was dealing with are all animals that are being trapped in the wildlife in Guatemala and other parts of South America I may add and they're being trafficked or trafficking mm. trafficked up to the states Uh-oh. where they are sold for vast sums of money to private zoos that's okay if they're indigenous stuff and 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 they are being wiped out but more more um often than not they go to individuals hu- clue. private households with lots of these uh things dragon uh, dragony things you know these uh, lizard type things yes. They, there's a huge market for it. traffic and market in them and I think a lot of them have a horrible time. There are, there's a huge amount of money made out of the suffering of these wild animals. So this particular place was a, a sort of sanctuary for them where they were rescued and got better and then released back into the wild. But there was a lot, of, lot to be said, which I won't go into, for
0: the sanctuary itself. It was not a great sanctuary. Well, let's put it this way. I wouldn't like to go there and be sanctified. (laughs) Well, absolutely. But uh, anyway, I... Due to poverty or people not really knowing...
2: No, fat cats. Money in pockets, again. Even the sanctuary was run by a man who was uh, a Guatemalan. And actually, no offence to a pig, because I love pigs, but he was an out-and-out pig. Yes. And lined his pockets. Well, undoubtedly. Yes. So, I mean, there was a horrendous, horrible stuff going on, which I won't go to because it, it's just not nice. It's demoralising. When well, I came as well. back from there and I thought, well, what good have I done? What little good have I done?
0: Well, probably loads. You said like wherever you go. Well,
2: I fed the starving dogs, and when I go, they have more puppies, and then they more... St- I mean, the dogs were just, they look like chickens. So they're not getting
0: neutered? Just... No,
2: to be daft. Animals no. out there are just there. Yes. A few deadly spiders. Don't ask me what they're called. And the deadliest snake of all. I can't remember its name. Which, Alice. No, that uh. Alice was my my howler monkey. Oh. Alice was a howler monkey that had been saved out of a trap. She was fine. She was absolutely fine. Um, but she meant business too. If you went in her cage, but she and I struck up this amazing relationship. We'd Fantastic. sit on the chairs together, and Alice would fiddle with my hair. I wasn't quite sure how much that she was going to take out of my hair, but um, she was quite gentle. If she got stroppy and he just said, no, Alice, <laughs> then I suddenly thought, you know, we're not supposed to have any contact with these animals because they're going back to the wild.
0: Yes, she did. I them. don't know
2: if poor Alice made it because Alice was, she just loved humans.
0: Oh, and of I course, see. if she
2: goes back to the wild.
0: She might have the wrong idea that humans, she, are, on humans her side. are
2: going to come over and,
0: and capture her. her. and... I mean, worldwide. Look at the gorillas in, in all these places in Africa.
2: Is Everything is being just either shot, killed,
0: eaten, or just cruelty. Well, and this I is actually, actually, Susie, I don't want to go a beep, a beep, a beep. This is actually called the Creating Calm Network, so what we need to do is try and turn this around.
2: <laughs> it's your fault, Francis. I mean.
0: <laughs> shouldn't have asked. You can tell me to stop talking. <laughs> And so we go, uh, we're actually sitting, as we speak, in our favorite conference spot. And uh, what happens is we sit here on Goran Green. It might not be a place that you'll end up going if you're mainly living in Florida. But uh, it is a great spot. And it's here we hatched our plan to go round Ireland two years ago on our horses. We had various missions. We were trying to raise money for the SPCA, which is the... Society for the Protection of the Against Cruelty to Animals. We met a lot of characters, so I could only do that much, and we hatched our plan here. But we also had another Alice that uh, helped us in that planning, who was a boa constrictor in the local reptile village. Why do you think she's so, so friendly? I think because she was... I, th- I don't know if she was born in captivity.
2: Was she born in captivity? Probably. Well, I think probably we were very lucky because on the two or three occasions we, we sat with her, I think she'd had her month's worth of eating and squeezing. So I don't think she was that bothered. She was probably full. And maybe that's it. But she, you you had a tremendous sense of at ease and you just could go into a sort of blissful unawareness of everything else but yourself and Alice. And mm. It was like a sort of single heartbeat. It was just... A wonderful experience and in fact if ever I can't cope I mustn't I can't I won't I won't I clear that thanks to Francis <laughs> but if I'm finding it a bit too much or I'm I'm a very impatient person I'll go and Alice, go and see Alice and she'll yeah. help me out well that's brilliant a lot of it is picking up off the human I think yeah. and whatever forces are underground
0: I think the environmental impact is a mm. major I mean one of the things. I mean, we had a lot of entertainment on our travels. Uh, we, had a, we had a wonderful leaving party So uh, J.P. Ryan came and uh, played at, which was absolutely epic, so we're going to have to put uh, one of his songs in here, definitely. Embrace the
1: morning With a new conviction. Just look around you there's colors everywhere Into the sunrise And greet the morning with a new conviction Just look around you There's colors everywhere Beyond the vast
0: he's actually going to be happy to be interviewed next week. So it'll be a whole hour of uh, of his music. Oh, fantastic. He came up and played, and people bought copious amounts of drink, uh, which we stored some of the... Winnings uh, in under the seats in the horse lorry for our travels, and <laughs> and as we travelled around, we mostly setting up camp and you know trying to act normal um <laughs> wherever we went. And we were, we were homed in different places that were under the heading of sanctuary, just mm. like your place in Guatemala, mm. but weren't at all a sanctuary because mm. it seems like the people who want to do well, and this is obviously a belief as well. Uh, of ours, uh, that that we met it, I suppose, so often, weren't in a position to uh, actually take on any more animals. They couldn't even manage the... the, Mm -hmm. One place, I remember, didn't have the nerve to bring the horses out to the field because because she was afraid of them. You know, another place, you know, there was not enough money to feed Mm -hmm. them. So a lot of people taking on more than they could manage under the heading of of rescuing. But unable to do anything for them, for themselves or all for the animals.
2: No, exactly. They think they're doing some wonderful, kind works, which, which is brilliant. But in the long run, they forget that in order to do it right, mm. you've got to have the funds to be able to support these animals that are rescued.
0: Definitely, and I, mean, I think it goes across the board. In fact, for because there's a lot of but, you know, holistic practitioners who almost fall in the same category of finding that they can offer uh, help mm. but actually can't help themselves mm. at all. Mm. And so they're run ragged or, or worn thin. There's been one or two times where the environment has, you know, has proved quite heavy duty for me and, and Susie's been with me for this. <laughs> one time we were clearing geopathic stress and Oh, I don't know what happened next, but I definitely have, recall being on the verge somewhere.
2: i do not know, well, know what verge we were on, but I, uh, on the very verge. Of we it on all. the verge of a road, as well as on the verge of something <laughs> <That's> extraordinary <laughs> that was happening. I think it was a, a, a day that Frances probably had. She's probably tired, actually, because she does do a lot of clearing and a lot of other things. And this particular time. I think she just wasn't ready for, for what was going on underneath the road as we were driving along, and some extraordinary things beset her. Suddenly, I, was, I had to grind this lorry to a halt whilst Francis crawled out of the lorry and landed on the verge. Faced out. Faced out in a ditch.
0: <laughs> Feeling uh, actually better
2: <laughs> on landing. <laughs> uh, I don't know what she picked up, but whatever it was, he went straight through and out the other side anyway thank god he didn't get back in the lorry with us because he was fine after that
0: and that's the thing is that there is a lot passing through and it's a matter of being able to meet more and more difficult Mm. or turbulent or unfamiliar information whether it's environmental or Mm. personal and be able to acknowledge it and then let it go and not assume it's it's yours Mm -hmm. because a lot of I think a lot of these sicknesses that people are having and and they're chronic Mm -hmm. and you know can wipe people out in a heartbeat uh, or fairly quickly anyway is actually the environment having some effect they think oh god I've got a really bad pain oh it must be you know pancreatic name putting a name to everything then someone else goes yeah that's what that is and before you know it, you've, you've, they've ripped out an organ and then they've found some other problem and then you've got a growth and then you're dead as a dodo, you've got 10 and minutes left.
2: And you've still got the original pain that you had in the first place that they never even spotted.
0: And, and what happens then is everything, what, what could have happened is if people, the more conscious people come, what we can do is, is just assume almost the opposite, that any pain that we get, any thought that we have, if we haven't had it before... It's not necessarily ours. It's just to say, oh, okay, Whew, what's this? I'll let that go and I will, I'll acknowledge it but not assume it's mine, not assume no. it's something manifesting in my body that is no. my own storyline no. attached to it because uh, that, that's what seems to be so damaging. And, and as you say, sometimes it's quicker than other times to deal with these things. One of the funny things that Susie is really good at is identifying the exact source of history uh, that we're up against because when you go and visit a place or sometimes even if you look around where you're living it's more often than not a house that someone else has lived in before you or built on a field where something else was happening before you got there. We, one of the first places we were invited to stay, the horses were ensconced in some lovely stables, and we were ensconced in a lovely uh, wooden bridge hotel, uh, which is a very ancient, I think one of the most ancient bridges or um, possibly hotels of, of all time. And I thought, gosh, there's definitely some heavy stuff going on here. Maybe it's just you know, it's because the river passing by, that environmental stuff, well, something uh, I was going to say hysteria. Historical. <laughs> and I was thinking wisteria. It wasn't wisteria either. Diphtheria. Diphtheria. <laughs> That's,
2: was that diphtheria? Yes, it was. It, was, it was breakfast the next morning. Do you remember when we went, Central. We went
0: up for breakfast the next morning. Um, and In the hotel. Yeah, in the old part.
2: And it was just full of sick people with diphtheria. Now, but it
0: wasn't really. It, well, it obviously had been at some point, yes. and they were still around as far as, as you definitely... Could could feel that. And uh, what are the conditions of diphtheria? Is it like missing limbs or sore throat? Diphtheria.
2: Now, get
0: this right, Susie. I, diphtheria, I
2: should know, I have a feeling it's something to do with throat closing over. Yes. But I may have had that completely wrong. I think it's, I think it's something to do. Yes, yes. I think it's an old one because I don't think diphtheria is around anymore. No, thank God.
0: I, I, I don't, I can't swear to that. But it was in the... In, uh, Apparently in that around
2: there there was a lot of diphtheria uh, and obviously uh, a lot of other diseases as well because it was quite a remote area in, in the 1500s, 1600s, which is when I think we were talking about this yes. place. And you could pick up a monumental amount of past history.
0: And hardship. And um, hardship.
2: And you see, we're both quite
0: open to that. We don't yes. let it in, we acknowledge it. That was, it was a real trip of it, northern, mm. wasn't it? Because mm. we had four conscious plans. One was to go from scarcity to abundance. So it was to try and deal with the lack mentality that is so rife everywhere. The, Second one, and, uh, and don't say it, we haven't made Ireland a completely prosperous place overnight, admittedly. <laughs> I will admit to that. <laughs>
2: maybe. But that was the plan. To be done, but that was the plan.
0: And, uh, and we maybe kick-started it, or, uh, in a sense. Then went from cleared all the karma, in each mm-hmm. county, we went to all 32 counties. Hang on a second, you missed out the most important part about the windscreen. Where we started. Oh, <laughs> well, we started here actually. We were passing through Gore and Green. God knows, uh, at last we got going. Well, actually, work started pretty much right away because uh, there was, well, there was. It's not. It wasn't really roadkill. It was just the windscreen, and there were bugs flying against this windscreen. And I was like, oh my goodness, so I started clearing because you don't want to start a trip like that with shed. Then at that moment you put your foot down, not in terms of like, you know, the pedals, but you said, right, if we're going to end up clearing every single life form as we pass it- We're we'll going to be exhausted. We're going to be exhausted before mm. we even leave kill oh. Kilkenny. So I did still on the quiet, keep it going there. I thought you might, it a very quiet in the evening, <laughs> except at one place. When we got to the 60,000 lost souls from the Battle of the Boyne Valley, do you remember what that what that battle was about originally? Would you think you were there in a the past life or you just... Oh, thank you. It was a senseless battle like all battles. And a lot of people got killed and murdered
2: and horses and everything. And it's all done around Newgrange, which again is an even more ancient site than the Battle of the Boyne. And around there you pick up this extraordinary sadness I think it is and it's such a heavy sadness that it just if you're not careful it will affect your way of thinking as well and it drags it down you can feel tired and you can feel this sort of lead weight don't let it in you can clear it and and uh uh do it but it the main thing was that the two of us were clearing which was a good thing because I think it would have taken I don't know how many years, to clear it on your own. The fact that we were also staying in a, in a very turmoiled sort of place as well, oh. where, where animals were sad and cats yes.
0: had AIDS. Yeah, you name it. Dogs had all sorts of it? But I, I noticed even when I'm thinking about Harmony Hall and New Grange, these sacred geometry sites are very uh, well, old or new can be quite difficult to manage energetically because there's so much going on I think it's like when you start clearing uh, you invite in so much Uh, somebody described it as having like a portal on the back of their head where like all the fallen soldiers were coming through it's like you attract whatever For me Mm. I was working in a pizza pizza place delivery and I'd already started clearing and it was like you know you might get a we might get a bag of chicken wings out of out of the freezer, and there'd be eighteen chicken wings, and when I tune in, they weren't even nine pairs. Oh God, you know, what did four chickens? Well, is that and that was just like a that was like just a couple of dishes, and I'd be like clearing, clearing, and he was very interested. The owner uh, was very interested, and I cleared his house for him and cleared his business. I said, "You yeah, know, but you're going to have to go veggie if you're going to stop this constant circus." Mm of disillusioned animals Chicken. but you know by, by a little salami yes. i don't know who that is but probably a pig you it know, is out of it. yes wow and so so, so that's the thing is it's also how how you live that is quite difficult you know you have to you have to get aligned with where you are and make mm-hmm. it harmonious and how have you done that at your place because uh, you love animals so you've got your horses there and and you were training resources you're single-handedly or not single-handedly but yourself up until re- up until recent years mm. did you find that exhilarating uh younger days
2: yes middle days it was hard physical hard work and I found that as you well. and now no mm. I actually find that I don't like the process of it at all actually because I've had enough time to think about what's going on around me having had so much time off that I'm very disillusioned with a lot of things, but I don't let that get me down.
0: No. So it's, it seems like to me that you're in a moment of clarity where you've, you've, you've kept kept going and tried mm. to do you know w- what you can with the material, mm. and then so you've had so many realizations mm. in, in recent years that there's a sort of there is a disillusionment where the where the illusion falls away. Mm. What about that little spring of hope? Is that up and running for you at the moment? The spring
2: of hope is is up springing and hopefully full of hope because I've taken on a different way to look at it. The business will carry on, obviously, with somebody else doing it. I now have got the responsibility of any sick horses or any horses that will not carry on doing their, with their racing career because they're either injured or they're no good and i'm one for making sure that whatever happens to them that they go on to a good home i'm involved about one or two horses that are no good now at racing and they're sitting there waiting for their new owners or other horrendous things that might happen and i've found now that i've come to love them so much that they're not going to go yes which again goes back to this i don't want to end up with so many horses that i can't afford to look after them at the moment i've got two and two is my maximum yes the ones that aren't working. They're not working yes. now, and they have such wonderful natures. They are true friends, actually. Yes. I went for a ride on mine yesterday, and he'd never been introduced to traffic in his life. Piece of cake. Wonderful. Howling um, There's the a howling gale, and he never batted an eyelid. We passed a digger and several cars, and he was fine. So he's saved. Yes. I will, at the ripe old age of 200, now get on him and and ride off up the road without a care in the world.
0: So are you a vampire, or how did you manage to get to 200? Oh, it's called looking after your skin. I like it. No,
2: I'm not a vampire. I'm not into blood. No. No. I'm into veggie powers, so I'll be... I would suck on a lemon or something.
0: (laughs) That could make you bitter. You've uh, got to yeah. avoid that. Oh, gosh, yes. Uh, that would kill you off prematurely. Yes, that wouldn't be good, would it? Well, but, lecturing uh, or something. You know, an nectarine would be good. Yeah, yep. totally lovely. Um, is <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I'm sure they're called zucchini or something. You're brilliant like that. I promised myself, we both promised ourselves, didn't we, after that trip, that we weren't going to become a cat lady. No, And, uh, and you, you offended it off because you had dogs. But nonetheless, there are ever-increasing amounts of animals drawn around you. And the same for me. I mean, I had just Windy for 12 years, and then suddenly two little dogs, and then two big cats, and then one little cat, and then one little pony. And it, it can be a bit of a merry-go-round. Do you think that it's possible for in the world for there to be somebody to love and care for every person and every animal?
2: I do. I think the trouble is that people aren't looking around them. They're just looking at things. They're so busy with their jobs and worrying about money money and worrying about health and worrying about families that there's all this sort of excess stuff sitting on the perimeter that yeah. needs to be brought in and needs to be addressed yes. and there is uh, a lot of um, nasty things going on there with uh, animals and, and children and old people, oh. not, not just animals and it's this tendency to be cruel which I think all stems back to being a bully really. Yes. You could stop the bullying which I don't think you can because it went on since Tom Brown's school days Okay. And, and before, he was a boy called Tom who went to uh, Tom Brown. He went to rugby school, and he was very, very badly bullied all his life. In fact, he was burnt from the fireplace. He survived it, but the other boys burnt him, held him up, flashman, held him up, and burnt him. It's bullying, and it's still going on today. Yes. And usually, it's the bullies that are are the cowards
0: anyway. Um, so that's ego, and it, the violence, and the. Mm. And, and that sort of pressure mm. uh, which is the the other side the dark side mm. that we're up against but i mean i think with the clearing what we're trying to do is awaken compassion yes and a willingness to engage in other lives uh, whether they're friends or yes to see your brother in everyone you meet and, or whether it's animals is to actually recognize that we are all connected but for that to not be just in terms of forgiveness, but actually willingness to try and move everybody's life forwards in a positive mm. way. When I, that first night that I met you, uh, whenever it came to your you being asked something, you were like, "What? What?" And you look around as if you were you were hoping you actually become invisible. You kept saying, sorry, I've just gone down the garden. Yeah, so emotionally, you're going down the garden and sitting by the stream, which is a perfectly valid choice. Uh, but your ability to participate and be really present, you, re- you noticed, was completely not there. You yeah. were like, I have left the building. Yeah,
2: I, I wanted to leave um, the building that night.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, that's <laughs> fair enough. It
2: became too technical for me. Yeah. <laughs> I just much rather just, I transported myself down to your wonderful stream at that time you hadn't the bridge built it was just lovely just to sit there and listen to the water
0: the great combination of the whole situation was it made you realize that you had clammed up that your heart was closed Mm. to everything to To friendship to Mm. relationship Mm. to to everybody apart from animals probably and this would be i say common to many people
2: right what you're going to say
0: because with with animals, the and I, I thought about it a lot at one stage, is that they are innocent, whereas everybody else sh- should be able to take responsibility for themselves, or you mm-hmm. kind of give them responsibility back. And so, so the judgement and the and the hurt or whatever had happened just shut you down so much that it was it was a huge kind of trigger and affront and everything mm-hmm. else. But it, it was the beginning of an interesting journey. Yes, you're
2: absolutely right. It was, actually. The thing that got me really on the right track was actually m- meeting you because I was an absolute total mess when I first met you. I went up there with a sort of tongue-in-cheek thinking, well, there's going to be ghosts popping out from every corner of the room and then there's going to be smoke and there's banging on tables and I was going to be looking around and thing, well, who's doing the stage effects, you know? <laughs> Nothing like that at all. And I went up there in denial. It was two or three sessions that I went up with you and I suddenly came around to thinking, this is so right. Because uh, things started going right. Things started happening with us children and clearing past things that have gone on with one particular one of them. And just, it made me feel more relaxed about life and looking into it rather than at it. Yes. And I've learned a hell of a lot. This
0: yes, but when you are a little bit, you're kind of empowered by the, mm. the realisation that you can interact mm. with situations mm. as opposed to just be subjected to them. Mm. I mean, and you've had done lots of uh, great work in, in terms of communication and interaction. It comes and goes There's some highs and lows. Yes. But But I'm
2: sure if I hadn't actually met you and it's not just meeting you, it's your your work and what you're about and how you go about clearing each this and and each bit, breaking it down and clearing that, breaking it down and bring it back to the hole and then clearing the hole and then doing all that. And it it takes a few sessions of of talking about things and doing the clearing that makes you realize that it, it, it really does work. Uh, I know if I hadn't met you, I would probably be in a straitjacket somewhere by now. And you've made me face what's there. You've made me clear what's there. And you've made me realize that money is not as important as your health and your well-being towards others, animals, whatever. Yes. And here I am on this wonderful green in and Goran talking to you. The sun is shining. It's, uh, I actually don't
0: have a care in the world. That is really, evident, I really do Yes, and that's something I've totally noticed about you as well. That has changed. Is mm. that in, Instead of the anxiety mm. or the weight of of worry, mm. which would spoil most days, yeah. that isn't there. Mm. You can see what, what's happening, mm-hmm. and you can do whatever bits you do to turn situations mm. around. But you're, you're not wasting emotional energy.
2: No, and. I don't get guilty about, oh, God, I should have done this, this, and this. When I finish this um, extraordinarily wonderful
0: interview with you,
2: <laughs> I'm going home to saddle up the horse and go off up the hill to ride. Lovely. Because that will also um, enhance for the rest of the day and really for the rest of the week. Absolutely. And it's such a fabulous day. It's making what more most of it. What could I actually ask for?
0: Yes. So that was something that came up even yesterday, enjoying what, what is happening rather than wondering if there's something else you mm. should be doing i mean we've both spent our time at, at at times thinking wouldn't it be great to live by the sea or wouldn't it be great to be in you know a warm country or to to be more financially secure or to have something set up or it was some grand idea that isn't directly what's happening right now mm. It's. I think the writing is the is the very best thing yeah. for bringing bring you back to pleasure in the present moment.
2: Yeah, and as I say, live, um, literally live for the moment. Yes. Because uh, if you don't, then you're going to create more and more upset and worry, and you're creating situations that might not even happen if you start worrying about them.
0: Yes. So there's the inner conflict or the inner you know void between mm. where you are and where you want to mm. be. And there's a negative creation. Anxiety, mm. let me just see if the public, uh, if listeners are involved in any negative creations at the moment via anxiety, by, <laughs> via worry. And and they are. I mean, there's an awful lot of pushing, a lot of self-criticism and self-doubt as you try and think, what am I going to do to turn this around? I mean, you've you've, de- you've definitely been there. I mean, you've, you've had financial security and you've been without financial security you've done it both ways haven't you well actually my life is in reverse really
2: I mean by now I should be sitting around my feet up and uh, my pipe well and truly stuffed enjoying the wonderful there you go bits of you know things that I've got material stuff and money and all that but I had all that when I was younger which I won't say luckily because it's not a good thing because you take, it, you take advantage of it. You go off and do stuff and you don't worry about other people. And because you've gone now through a hard patch of 23 years in a foreign country for me, yeah. Ireland, which I made my home, and my whole life has reversed the other way. I've now I've got no money at all, which is irrelevant. You know, the whole thing has turned the other way. And actually I'm a much happier and
0: I think a much nicer person. It's funny how it can warm you up because some people say that spirituality and and generosity and you know charitable uh, uh, efforts are the thing of, of wealthy people because because they have the time on their hands and the money to mm. to support stuff like that. But I don't think it is like that. I think your the solidarity is through an awakened realization that everybody is everyone is doing their best. Everyone is alive and part taking part in mm. this rich tapestry mm. and rather than just being lost in mm. an insular world of I don't know purchases I mean that's definitely a part of the clearing because uh, I mean it might not be a great advert for it <laughs> pure <laughs> absent-mindedness but I definitely found uh, when I was first learning was I just said to myself bring the energy down from your head to your heart because your head can only ever deal with right and wrong and judgments of what you need to do Mm -hmm. next what you shouldn't do next what you should have done what you should do and your heart can hold any number of apparently conflicting bits of information Mm -hmm. without any conflict at Mm -hmm. all where that's the where the clearing happens it's basically shedding the light of unconditional Mm -hmm. love on whatever situation you're dealing with and not trying to gauge it or rationalize it or make sense of it one of the mishaps that occurs as you bring all the energy down to your heart and your, your brain is a bit like, oh dear. It suddenly becomes a bit random, unable to string a sentence together. Well, I
2: think my heart absolutely rules me, actually. Well, that's uh, great. Uh, well, it can be and it can't be. Because if it's a, a, a practical answer to something, I'll, I'll tend to veer around it. Yes. Because I, I, I don't do practical. Look at what for example? If somebody says, do that, do that. Yes. Because it's the most sensible thing to do. I, will, I won't argue it, because I don't argue anymore. I just I let it go, or I see my, my way and do it. I don't, I don't do practical. No, well, I, I do understand that. I have but common sense, but I don't... If somebody orders me to do something, well, not orders me, but says, you must, that is like a rag to a bull. Yeah. Because I, I am me. Yes. And I will go around something in my own way, and in make sure time. that it, its outcome is for the good. Yes. But I'll do it in my own time and my own space. But I, I mean, it
0: has brought up these two things that I really want to clear that, that also reminded me, uh, that you remind me of. And one is that it within that, there's a really good authenticity to that, so, you know, being true to yourself, do it your mm. way. But there's also a, a martyrdom that you definitely struggle with, I think, where you would give...
2: My right arm.
0: Your right arm. And sometimes your left as well. they welcome uh, to my right one. It doesn't work. <laughs> well, that's why I mentioned your left because your right uh-huh. was a bit a oh, bad deal. <laughs> oh, no, but um, with the matter, this is something that I think happens for everybody, and it's going to be the second clearing I do for everybody's today, Is is just start to think about the way you're looking at things, uh, which is often very good at giving and not very good at receiving. It makes no assumption that anything is coming back your way. It gives every assumption that you know, what you should do and how you could help and what contribution you should be making. Mm. It was funny because I only hit on it because apart from everything else, Susie has been my great encourager, my artwork. <laughs> Well, I was snowed in there for three weeks one year and I did all these oil paintings. I thought it was a great way of doing a vision board like The Secret, you know. So if you if you want love in your life, you draw pictures of people in love. And if you want a fast car, you're going to draw the fast car. And if you want uh, lots of beautiful animals in nature thriving and producing healthy offspring and gambling about in the primroses, then paint that as well. That was my theory. My practice was very technical. No, no, hang on. I wasn't very really technical. I had no no background in art or drawing whatsoever. So Susie came up and laughed her head off uh, continuously of both my clay clay sculptures <laughs> and my paintings. And she said, "Of my paintings, you need to frame these and get them up there. <laughs> the public needs to see them." And so I did that. And uh, hilariously, every time we went to a cafe or went anywhere where these paintings were, there'd be one missing. And I'd say, oh, God, it must have fallen to the ground because I'd done such a shoddy job of framing it. And it turned out it'd been sold. So it actually turned out to be a bit of a hit. One of them was this fabulous picture of, taken from a, of a photograph of, um, oh, my goodness, Fra- not Rachmaninoff, who's the fantastic ballet dancer? Oh, uh, yes. In, in his tights. Uh, yes. Of something like that. nuria and... Fontaine. Fontaine. They weren't on the same page, but they were once I, once I was painting them. And they were both leaping in, in middle air, one, one in the splits and one in another fantastic move. And They were heading towards each other in this painting, and I thought it was fabulous, you know, a full moon party and there was a full moon outside, and, and they were absolutely elevated and hanging there happily in this elevation. And Susie came in, and she was like, hmm how are they going to land? There is bound to be an accident. There's no way around it, literally bound to be an accident. And this is the sort of thing that Susie struggles with, and I think a lot of people do, is they are looking for worst-case scenarios, (laughs) inevitable dramas, (laughs) and not necessarily seeing the beauty and the absolute skill and how it's all going to be absolutely fine. Living the
2: second rather than looking to see what the future is. Yes. Yeah.
0: You fit it on yeah. the head, literally. So uh, <laughs> I never crash mid. <laughs> <laughs> it was going to be either a crash or someone was going to have to land and no one had their leg out in a position that was going to land safely so it was going to bound to be an injury. <laughs> so how will you tackle that? How, will you, how have you been shifting your perspective from inevitable looking, yes. bleak outcomes or worst case scenarios self-fulfilling prophecies to conscious choices how you i don't know how it came about but it just happened i
2: i got so fed up with what ifs mm. on what ifs and i thought well this is ridiculous i'm i'm looking at something that might never happen the what ifs yes just look and see what's taken off and it's while it's in midair enjoy it And then when it does finally land, upright or sprawled... Be glad of that. Be glad of that. Deal with that. Mm. Um, I used to get up in the morning smiling. That is fantastic. And I never used to do that. That is amazing. But there's so much out there that everybody can do if they want to do it, and they should try and put their minds to it, because it would make everybody much happier. Do you mean creative stuff, or do you mean just accepting, accepting the past? Accepting. Accepting past things, letting them go, living for the moment. Yes. Life isn't bad. It's exactly as they say on the tin. It's what you make of it. Yes. Do you come in the tin? No, I didn't, but some man on the television says it says exactly <laughs> what it says on a tin. <laughs> <laughs> I probably did come in a tin. I'll go out in a tin.
0: <laughs> oh, no, hang on. You're going out in the shawl a minute ago. Hang on a minute. I haven't got there
2: yet. So let's rewind. Oh, yes. Yeah, so we, we don't need to worry about, about that Yes, we don't need about the going out. No.
0: Yeah. I'm still hanging. It's right here, right now. Yeah. Yeah. And the so letting go, I think, a lot of people find very difficult. A lot don't... of anger. Yes. Mm. And that anger is being... Is washing over everything. Oh. Uh, and, and, being, and flaring up between innocent parties Mm. in a sense because it's in the energy around how have you dealt with the anger
2: well i used to be furious and be angry back yes but over the months it's uh subsided a lot and i just say well that's their anger not mine Mm. Um, but you know if you do start getting pulled around and caught up in it it'll yes. just grow and grow and grow till you know something bursts and everybody's in such tur- turmoil they don't know which way to, to to turn
0: people can get from one end of their life to the other without without letting anything go and without recognizing the anger because as you say something bursts so then they get ill they think about that yeah they're angry 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 sick yeah. sick sick and then they're gone. thinking
2: about Oh my goodness, what am I going to do about this? It's going to go this, it's going to affect that, it's going to affect that. So it affects all the family. Yep. And then there's a sort of tsunami of unwellness going around the place. Mankind now, living in 2013 and onwards, yeah. he has become so soft yes. and so... Or powerless soft. Well following the leader, whoever the leader is, and getting embroiled in so many skirmishes and scraps and money-making things, which is... I'm all for the money-making things if that's what they want to do, if it's going to benefit this planet and all those that live in it. But some of these get-rich-foot people that uh, want to shove pylons up around the countryside. We don't really need that. We've got electricity. That's another story.
0: I mean, I won't go there because it won't... uh, it would... Well, you can say it might not be relevant to, to people, but I think everybody is experiencing something similar in every part of the world. And I know there's people in Florida, because the, the network is based there, and probably all over America, definitely in England, and some of the hosts are from Australia. So there's people all over the place who, and I remember a wonderful film, which is an Australian film called The Castle, about <laughs> on the principle that every man's house is his castle. And someone was trying to put a runway, an airport runway, down this rather unpromising little estate road and knock down the houses. They were all offered like 20p each. And most of them accepted and were bullied out of it. But one man stood his ground. And the whole film is based on that. So it's exactly the same mm. story worldwide, mm. that that these pylons, 43 metres high,
1: it's epic, it,
0: it's yes. epic, right along the, mountains, uh, the Blackstairs Mountains, which mm. is southeast of Ireland, outrageous how it's just been come out of nowhere and the only it's it's even difficult to see how it might even make the electricity people money I mean it doesn't serve well they've got
2: 3.2 billion or something for this project well how did they get that from the serfs what we need is a peasants revolt but then I'm going against
0: the grain here (laughs) (laughs) fantastic Pheasants results. No, oh, peasants, peasants. <laughs> Like in the early, early days? Well, uh, I think that's a brilliant idea. I think we should definitely go for well, there's it. There's but... too
2: many, yes, yes, we must go and we must go and pay this, we must go and pay that. And things. no
0: one has the nerve to set to... I stand have. Up for themselves. I've already got my chains, as
2: you know, for this pylon <laughs> thing, which is probably going to be cold and wet and nasty. Probably of no, electricity it... overload, but not
0: hunger. <laughs> well, this is the thing, and this is what's happening everywhere, and I think it's really worth just always saying what you need to say mm. about pointing out the obvious, mm. because just as you say we don't need electricity to southeast of ireland it arrived there a couple of decades ago we don't need a massive pylons it doesn't generate anything it doesn't serve any purpose it's going to cost a lot of money and the electromagnetic charge i mean i was this one of the main things that i go clearing and there's many people already sick from electromagnetic mm. charge we have got all the the wi-fi you know so we've got wireless situations mm. where people are being recorded without a wire or a microphone hang on <laughs> no, uh, but the there so uh, were two people sitting here now we can't find them <laughs> <laughs> but in the you know the internet for example lots of people don't even have a uh, it's not connected to a, a line a, t- a tangible mm. wire it's it's wireless, and so that means that there's frequencies yes. coming from satellites, from Mars, yes. piling through everybody, and they can see us now. I'm sure they can see us now. Goodness knows, we hopefully won't be like on part on somebody's infrared screen. <laughs> it's nice. It feels like an undercover covert operation. We're definitely We're being watched. I like it. <laughs> but but even without skirting totally into a conspiracy situation, the the situation is that there's lots of things being pushed through by people who just want to make money and there's a lot of people held in fear and lack uh, and financial worry and, and very, very small and emotionally very small as well and that is no way to, that is no way to live. And so I'm really hoping that, that people can use this, this time, this, this healing and this consciousness, not just to heal ourselves, but to, to get empowered. Decide mm. what we believe in, what our values actually are, mm. and just go for it, mm. whatever it takes. Mm. I mean, my mum my is excited about the the peace group, and she's out know, and she's been chaining herself to nuclear warheads and campaigning. Out, you know, and and you, when, as soon as you're interested in something, it all comes to light, the injustice, mm. you know, that people have been selling weapons, that people have been supporting groups because of oil or because of some other money or they've been perpetuating fear to keep control. Uh, and all these things come to light, and it's not about staying in the disillusionment. You have the cl- moment of clarity, the illusion falls away, but then you have to pick up your, sell, your integrity and let go of the fear, which is usually based on some old trigger from the past mm. anyway, or held in place by some old fear, and go for it. Mm. And uh, so I'm glad that you're going for it on the uh, Blackstairs Mountains. And I'll definitely be up. I haven't got the Defender anymore, but I'll be up. But it, it, it's been such a um, an in-the-dark thing. Yes, cloak-and-dagger. None sort of, situation.
2: of us, sort of general public, have been told until a month before to put our objections forward.
0: Yes. I mean, the one thing that also that I'd love to also to clear for because we, we, we download the difficult stuff like being a martyr or the, the inner, um, the worries that, that can spoil life. But we've got to up, upload also the great stuff. It's, I did. Upload uh, the power to, oh, to do something yes. about it.
2: So it's a self um, I, I suddenly realized the mistake I made was I'd already gone, but well,
0: I'm sure it'll go ahead. So I've mm, already created the situation that where inevitably exactly, it happens. Exactly. Despite. Mm. Well, we can create different outcomes. By feeling strongly about something, you are, in fact, perpetuating it. Because yeah. the more you push, what you resist persists. Mm. So I'm actually perpetuating it by caring too much. Yeah. And this is a, another big problem, is that the people who are trying to make a change care too much. So we have to achieve a sort of neutrality. So, that, so your perspective and your standpoint is... I fully trust that what I do against these pylons makes a difference. I, it's worth, worth mentioning, but not that, it's a, that um, you're up in arms about exactly. it. Exactly. Because that, that level of emotional charge yes, undermines yes. My, you. Yes, I see what you mean. That I don't
2: go about it with anger inside me. Mm. You can't do this yes. to the country. You've already raped the country with your motorways in your winter. Thing we farms and, yes. and it's a small country. And, and why, why aren't wind farms good? Well, they, are, they have had them, but they're not getting
0: apparently enough off the grid for it. I oh, wonder was... if, if the people who provide electricity via fossil fuels and all the other horrendous fracking madness, oh. whether they are not perpetuating the dismissal of the renewable forces and mm. resources. Uh, everyone, everyone has been against wind turbines. In the same place these pylons are suggested for, I thought, I bet you this has been totally perpetuated to stop this in its tracks in order to get the pylons. You're quite that right. Were, that we moving on going. Yeah, maybe it's, they're not good enough.
2: Yeah, I still don't know why they can't put them underground.
0: No, well, wind turbines won't be so good underground. No, well, well, no, it would keep <laughs> hell a bit cooler. But, but, um, I'm going underground. I'm going, going in. That's <laughs> 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 to be done. And what do you think has been the most, of, of all the different clearings that, that you've taken on board and that you've done for yourself or we've done together, which do you think has been the, the greatest impact that you think about the most often as an important one? Well, without sounding too selfish,
2: I think the best clearings have been to put myself right big time and to realise that and to learn from it so that I am able to then clear things that then will come up and could
0: affect me, but I won't allow it. So So you're not falling for for it anymore? No. No. That is brilliant. So you're really like like the mother in the aeroplane cabin, that you're taking the oxygen mask first so that you can catch your children. Yes. (laughs) Yes. In a sense. Yeah, absolutely in a sense. And it is, it is about looking after yourself. If I do look
2: after myself and clear myself wholeheartedly, I'm no use to my children. I'm no use to anybody else who might have a problem with life in general that I can say, look, the best person to go to in my mind is, is Francis. I can only help you so far because yes. I'm
0: only learning myself, and I will be learning for the rest of my life. But well, thank you for bringing all these extraordinary people across my path as well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a great learning curve for me as well, because when you're clearing, as you know, you're kind of tuning in on a heart level. Mm-hmm. So, so you experience, or you stretch your horizons mm. of understanding in, in, in this conscious way as well. It's, I find it very difficult for somebody who
2: is not prepared to open themselves up to this way of looking no. forward about life or present time, I do find that rather difficult because you're obviously a lot better because you've been doing it for so much longer and the words come more freely. Mine get a bit tangled up at times because I don't speak a lot. Till now. Um, <laughs> I, I do find, you know, people will ha-ha and poo-poo it and, and ask me questions. And you, you have to actually want to improve. You mm. have to want to not have negative things coming through you. And you have to want to strive for what is going on around you and make sure that everything's okay. If you trust your soul and your mind and everything else around you
0: strongly enough, things work. Yeah, they I really like work. that. Yes, Try to trust your mind and your soul. And the last thing I'm just going to do for everybody is that exact willingness. Willingness to do the work, to increase self-awareness, and to come to trust your, your soul and your mind. Okay. Mm. So prepare to feel really groovy. <laughs> now... Thank you very much. That's a I uh,
2: thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, and there isn't
0: yet a book that I can direct people to to, to buy, but you've been working out to writing a book for some time, haven't you? I have. It'll come to me. Unfortunately, we've moved all the energy from the brain cells down into the heart, and now <laughs> structuring a sentence is... Uh, we're absolutely nearly comative. <laughs> and, and, uh, Apart from that, we're absolutely fine. Well, fine. fine. <laughs> now it's wrong. Thanks William.